Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, listeners. I just recorded a whole episode, and we weren't recording. <laughs> it was six minutes. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, guess what today is? What? March 1st, 1999. Nice. Good luck, fuckers. You're oh. 11 years old again, Oh, but all your bones hurt the same amount. No. Okay. No. <laughs> if I'm going back to being 11, no. I'm not taking the pain with me. I know. That is the perk of being 11, is that I could fall off a skateboard and be like, whatever. Right now, yeah. I can't even look at a skateboard. No, I'll sprain something. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, just watching videos where people like hurt themselves. I'm like, now I have to limp for three days. <laughs> See what happened to your leg? A skateboard injury. You were skateboarding? No, I was looking at a I skateboard. Just saw someone skateboarding. And at 34, that's all it takes. Yeah. Anyway, love being in my 30s. I truly do, actually. Yeah, me too. It's really nice. It's tight. I. I have said this several times. You could not pay me enough money in all the world to go back in time, even a day in my maturity journey. Yeah. But I would take my 11-year-old bones again. Sure. Yeah. They might be too small. (laughs) Okay, 12-year-old bones. Wherever I stopped growing, I want those bones. I've been this tall since I was 12, so 12-year-old bones will do. Yeah, but no, we're talking about March 1999 today because it is a new month, so we got a new movie, so we got to talk about new old things. Absolutely, because this is a podcast. Sure is. About old things. It's called Replay Rewind. I'm Meat Wedge. I'm Bucket Snake. And the format of this podcast is every month we pick a movie that came out, a kid's movie specifically, that came out in 2000 or before, and we talk about what was going on in the world in the month that that movie came out talk about historical events talk about some pop culture things we got an episode with a theme related to the movie and then the last episode of the month we talk about the movie itself and yeah this month is march 1999 yes we're gonna go back 24 years two months and three days to march 1999 fun gonna party like it's 19 hold up it is oh shit (laughs) so back in the day president bill clinton Remember him? Saxophone man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like jelly beans. No, that was Reagan. Oh, I was like, really? How'd you know that? I have a book about the presidents that I got from a scholastic book fair Hmm. called Wooden Teeth and Jelly Beans. And it talks about all the like little quirky things about the presidents. That seems like weird propaganda. Um... (laughs) I mean, it's it's How very could little. Have been bad. He like jelly beans. It's it's very little political information at yeah. all, and just like Reagan was a movie star, and yeah. George Washington didn't have wooden teeth, but he did have teeth made of ivory and lead and sheep's teeth. 
and ah. all this gross shit. So it's just little facts about him. Yeah. Um, and it stops at Clinton because I got it in the 90s. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That was the last president that we had. <laughs> yep. <laughs> RIP America. Ironically, not only was he the president, but in March 1999, Monica Lewinsky was interviewed by Barbara Walters on 2020. And the interview was watched by 70 million Americans, which in 99, I think that's how many Americans there probably were. <laughs> it broke a record for a new show audience. And she had also cooperated with a writer to produce a book called Monica's Story, which was a biography of her life, including her description of the Clinton affair. And the book was published in March 1999. Nice. Which I think it's a little wild to write a biography about your life because she was like 21 at the time of the affair and like maybe yeah. 24 and 99. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you got to capitalize on that. Like everybody's eyes are on me right now. So they're going to want to know what I'm up to. Yeah, absolutely. So let me write a book. And about I don't know what I've done so far. If you have seen her today, any of her content today, mm-hmm. but she is hilarious. So funny. And also just like very self-aware and also an advocate for yeah. women's rights and yeah. Now understands now how fucked up that whole thing was. Right. Yeah. Now she's very cool. And it sucks so much that like she was the butt of everybody's jokes and she was painted as like the bad one yeah when it's like you had the most the most powerful man in the world yeah and then this like 21 year old you can't say no right yeah we should have been talking about like the power dynamics in relationships way back when yeah not just recently in the last few years yep because that's what happened anyway she rules that and i just realized that if she was 21 when that affair happened. Yeah. And we were 11 when it all came out. Oh. Then she was only 10 years older than us when it happened. And we learned about it. Yeah. That's gross. That is gross. <laughs> she was a baby. Yeah. She could have, like, been our sibling. You know? That, yeah. Like, yeah. Not we're unreasonable the... to be like. Yeah. She's almost our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit older. Shoo. Shoo. Well, I'm glad she's doing well now. <laughs> Me too. Because, you know, that also could have ended really badly for her. Could have yeah. been really detrimental to her mental health. I'm sure it was for a while, but it seems like she came out of it. She's Also, in March 1999, yes. on mm-hmm. March 8th, the Supreme Court upheld Timothy McVeigh's murder convictions for the Oklahoma City bombing, which happened in April of 95. So, I mean, I know that, like, mm-hmm. things like that take time, but just to think that you're four years later you know you're still waiting to see if you're gonna because i mean obviously you know he's already been through a trial several times right like been convicted of murder and made Mm -hmm. it all the way up to the supreme court which is just like girl why do you think they're gonna tell you any different you blew up a bunch of people so this is not it wasn't actually just like the murder convictions he wasn't trying to like um like get free oh he was trying to get out of the death penalty ah but the Supreme Court was like, no, no, you can die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he actually was one of the first, he was a federal prisoner. Mm-hmm. And he was like the first person to be executed in a federal prison in like a really long time. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think there was question of whether or not they would actually do it. I thought it was interesting. He died. He was executed in June of 2001. Yeah. And September 11th was, like, a few months later. Oh. Which I think it's, like, 
I wonder how he would have felt, you know, like because yeah, he was fighting against our government. Yeah. But from almost like a white nationalist side. Yeah. So would he have been mad? Or yeah. Would he would, been like, hell yeah. Would he have been mad or would he have been excited? Yeah. You know, like I was also reading that he was the prison block that he was on. He was with other terrorists. Uh-huh. He was actually in the same block as like Ted Kaczynski for a while. Yeah. And he was on the same block as someone that I didn't recognize his name, but he was part of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing. Mm-hmm. And it said that that guy kept trying to convert him to Islam the whole time. (laughs) Not (laughs) with that haircut. Right. Like this man. (laughs) Look at him. White nationalist. Come on. (laughs) Anyway. That's. He, uh, after this, after the March 8th ruling, he gave up the rest of his appeals and was like, I'll just die. I would rather, I would actually rather die than spend the rest of my life in prison. So just let me go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's got to be, I don't know, it has, it has to take such an emotional toll. Not that I give a shit about Timothy McVeigh's emotions, but, right. you know, take an emotional toll of being, like, of having hope and, you know, yeah. waiting and, like, It is like, probably somewhat easier to just, like, to know, just know one yeah. way or the other, mm-hmm. yeah. And just, like, okay, let me have my time to make peace. Yep. Or whatever. Yep. He did say, I read a quote from him where... He said something like, if there is an afterlife, I'm sure I'll go to hell and I'll just adapt and survive mm. or something like that. And I was like, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just adapt, survive, and overcome is what he said. And I was like, if you're in hell, where are you overcoming to? Where are <laughs> is, you going? Isn't that like fucking Bear Grylls' motto? <laughs> Yeah, or it's, it's something like, a like that. Survivalist motto, yeah. yeah. Well, like the survivor is uh outwit, outlast, out something. Outsmart, out Yeah. Out outwit house. is the same, but it, out- <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean you do, yeah. Yep. But then Bear Grylls is also something about like adapt, survive, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> they just saw Timothy McVeigh and they're like, oh I mean he's not gonna be around for much longer (laughs) he cannot have claim on this (laughs) that's wild i know anyway what else happened on march 21st two aviators bertrand picard and brian jones became the first people to circumnavigate the world in a hot air balloon which sounds fucking miserable it took them 19 days that's not as long as i would have thought yeah they must have been booking it or I think it was nine. It was either nineteen or twenty-one. It was either, either nineteen way. days and twenty-one hours, or twenty-one days and nineteen. I can't remember. But yeah, a long time to be stuck with another man. Sure, in a little basket. Right in a <laughs> in a room like in a basket the size of a bathroom. Yeah, it's just like and but I mean like and where do you go to the bathroom? Do they just keep touching down? I guess and you get out and because they're gonna have to refuel a bunch anyway. Yeah, I so don't know. it's not like they did it in one shot. That's impossible. Yeah, I don't think that they did i know that they worked i read that they worked with like the weather people <laughs> that uh-huh. live in the clouds you know the yeah. weather people yeah, yeah, yeah. uh to like coast on jet streams uh like so it was easier i don't yeah. know yeah yeah that makes sense you want to be you know make it like we still did it we just yeah. made it easier but yeah that, that just sounds it sounds like it would be cold yep 
and windy and rainy like i mean i don't know maybe their hot air balloon was like tricked out and cool and comfortable but (laughs) they had to have had supplies right so i'm assuming yeah but they still i'm sure they had to touch down sometimes yeah i don't know have you ever been in a hot air balloon no i have been in one like at a fair where it was like tied to the ground and you went up and it was like so tall and then you came back down but i (laughs) i would not travel in a hot air balloon that it just sounds yeah can you even sit i guess yeah it's you know as long as it's there's not too many people in there yeah it just sounds miserable and it sounds very like um unprotected and subject to like yeah no doors you know there's no yeah what if a bird hits your balloon yeah or it starts to like storm or whatever i don't know it just it's not my thing no but hey they did it a lot faster than 80 days because that's what that Mm -hmm. book is about yeah he does it takes him forever he didn't have jet streams right 80 whole days damn ew Ew. (laughs) that's so terrible i i I have not been in a hot air balloon i don't i would do it i'm not scared of heights you know i've been skydiving the heights is not the problem but actually that reminded me hot toes and i were in gatlinburg last weekend Mm-hmm. And we did the sky lift, and I'd never done the sky lift before, and it was really cool. But the height that you're at on the sky lift, yeah, is the height I really hate because it's you're just high up enough that when you if you fell, you wouldn't die, but oh. you would just break something real bad. Yeah, and I don't know why, but that makes me more nervous than like, well, if I fell off a building, it would just be like, well. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's totally fair. You'd be like, oh, the, it would suck for a little bit, and then you would be dead. You would yeah. hit the floor and just like, yep, that'd be it. Yeah, no, that there is. You're, you're right. There's like a, a certain range where you're like, up till this point, I would be inconvenienced, but fine. Yeah, sprain an ankle. Past this point, I would just be dead. But there is like a sweet spot in the middle where you'd be <laughs> like, no, I would break every bone and still be alive, and it yes. would suck so much. Yeah, that's the. That's the heights that make me nervous. But it was fun. It was one of those like, and I imagine maybe a hot air balloon would be that way too because it doesn't get super high where you're just like, oh, I'm nervous, but like fun nervous. Yeah. <laughs> the fun kind of nervous. Yeah. Like when I watch a movie about cave diving. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I hate it. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. <laughs> anyway, speaking of those guys. Caves. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Picard. Bertrand. And another friend, whose name was Andre Borschberg. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, how else would you say no, it? No, that's exactly okay. how I would say it. It's just a funny name. He, in the, or the two of them, in 2016, did a circumnavigation of the globe with a solar-powered aircraft. Oh. This guy is obsessed with going around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest circle possible. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one took like six months, though. Yeah. So I feel like that's less impressive. And the guy, the Picard guy, I think is, um, he's like an energy uh, conservationist. He's trying to like promote alternative energies that are better for the planet. And I'm like, you're not going to convince anyone to take six months (laughs) to get to. It took them like three days to go from Hawaii to California. Yeah. I was like, it's not happening. No, get on a boat. Yeah. Because at least then you have a bathroom. (laughs) Right. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe a plane, but. I was like, how slow do you have to go for it to take three days? And at that speed, are you still going fast enough to fly? (laughs) So many questions. We could drop out of the air at any minute. (laughs) Under a cloud! (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that sounds bad. But it also, like, 
you know, if you're like, well, this is the first one and they'll get better, you know? Yeah. But that one took like, they started that project in like 2005 and they yeah. completed it in 2016 and took yeah. them six months to get around the world. Right. Like, bro. Right. But I'm saying the planes will get faster if they continue to work on them. The technology oh, sure, will sure. advance. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a good look to be like, hey, in only six months, <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, or I in six hours. walk that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could swim to Hawaii in three days. Right. Anywhere is within walking distance if you have the time. <laughs> Exactly. I was trying to find I couldn't I couldn't find the post that I have on Tumblr, but I have a post somewhere in the in the ether recesses of my Tumblr about a woman who circumnavigated the globe on a motorcycle. Whoa. Which is very cool. She's very hot. And her motorcycle is like my peak aesthetic because it's covered in pouches. Oh, nice. (laughs) I love a pouch. So many pockets. I'm like, what does she do about the oceans? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just get on a ferry. I guess, but I feel like if you want to technically say that you traveled around the globe on a motorcycle, you have to keep riding on the motorcycle on the boat. Right. The whole way across the ocean. You just Otherwise, sit on it. you took a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the boat. They give you a little track to like, go around. <laughs> to be like, no, I was driving the motorcycle on the boat. Because it's like, no, you circumnavigated the globe on a motorcycle and a boat. Yes. What if the motorcycle was on the boat and it was stationary, but it had like a track under, under it? <laughs> like in Rockadoodle. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like running. That would be fine. Like, yeah, yeah, counting the miles, but yep. stationary for just, the boat ride. You have to be, it's be the same amount of mileage. Yes. Yeah. And the you can't like sit on a nice squishy boat seat. Yeah. You know, or like lay down and take a nap. Like, oh my god, have you ridden a motorcycle? Yeah, it's been a long time. My dad had one when I was a kid. It's not comfortable. It's not, but it looks cool. It does look cool. The times that I have ridden a motorcycle, uh-huh. parts of my body that went numb. <laughs> That I was unaware could go numb. <laughs> just, that is still the worst. I know. And I, I stood up and I was like, am I walking funny? <laughs> Can't feel anything. <laughs> it's not comfy. It's wrong. <laughs> the last time I sat on a motorcycle was with you. Oh, yeah. That's such a cute picture. It really is. You should post it. We should. Anyway, not related. No. To motorcycles, mm-hmm. but related to March 1999. Yes. Jack Kevorkian was found guilty of second degree murder. And I, I have an admission. I went a little ham on this part. I see that. It was so interesting. It really is. I knew a little bit about him, but I didn't know that much. Yeah. So he was an Armenian-American pathologist and a euthanasia proponent, obviously. Mm-hmm. He publicly championed a terminal patient's right to die by physician-assisted suicide embodied in his quote, dying is not a crime. Uh Uh-huh. True. Kevorkian said that he assisted at least 130 patients to that end. 
but he was convicted of murder in 1999. So in 1998, he was arrested and tried for his role in the voluntary euthanasia of a man named Thomas Uke, who had Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS, and he was convicted of second degree murder and served eight of his sentence, which was 10 to 25 years. Mm -hmm. He was released on parole in 2007 on condition that he would not offer advice about participate in or be present at the act of any type of euthanasia to any other person as well as you cannot promote nor talk about the procedure of assisted suicide Mm. like who's gonna keep track of that right (laughs) just got we got this guy to follow you around yeah watch what you say sitting in your living room chatting and they're like ah jack jack (laughs) sorry yeah what are they gonna do put wiggles the handcuffs at him (laughs) (laughs) Um, when he was a child his parents took him to an orthodox church weekly but he started questioning the existence of god as he believed an all-knowing god would have prevented the armenian genocide on his extended family and so he stopped attending the church by the time he was 12 his parents both escaped the armenian genocide yeah and then met and then moved to the u.s yeah yeah that's so heavy like for a child to be like uh i don't think I don't want to believe in a God that would let that happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's sad. Mm -hmm. But this feels like it fits because he was a child prodigy or as some might say, a baby genius. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. He taught himself multiple languages, including German, Russian, Greek, and Japanese. Cool. As such, he was often alienated by his peers. Why? Nerd. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, right? I'd be like, bro, teach me how to cuss in every language. Right? That's dope as hell. (laughs) Um, He graduated from high school with honors at the age of 17. And then uh, not very long after that, he graduated from the University of Michigan Medical School in Ann Arbor. He had other controversial ideas that I found interesting. He thought that it would be a good idea to allow death row inmates to choose to be used for medical experiments rather than to die by lethal injection or electric chair. Interesting. He's like, if they volunteer for it, why not? Yeah. They know they're going to die anyway. Yeah. We can put them under anesthesia and do whatever. Yeah. He also really wanted um, people killed by lethal injection or whatever, their organs to be harvested for donation. But they don't do that. I know. That seems like a waste. Yes. Um, he also promoted the idea of using blood from recently deceased patients uh, for blood transfusions for living patients, which was an idea he thought would work well for wounded soldiers on a battlefield. Like I'm, in a pinch. Sure. Use this guy's blood. He's not using it anymore. He doesn't need it. That makes so much sense. Yeah. He tried to like float this idea to the military, to the Pentagon, and they're like, nah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Obviously, there would be complications and be hard to find blood types. Yeah. But they're on your dog tag. I was going to say, I do think they're on your dog tag, right? They absolutely are. He did experiments with that on people that he worked with. Yeah. At the hospital that he worked with. Oh. He tried it on. I mean, they were like volunteers. Right. It was like other hospital (laughs) staff. And they were like. Just like, hey, here's some blood. Yeah. Let's see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on, man. Come on. Triple dog dare you. (laughs) Oh, do you chicken? Um, no, give me that blood. And then, of course, assisted suicide. So the case that got him in trouble mm-hmm. was on a broadcast of 60 Minutes in 1998. He allowed the airing of a videotape that he made, which depicted the voluntary euthanasia of 
Thomas Uke, um, who was in the final stages of Lou Gehrig's disease, like I said. And after Uke provided his fully formed consent, Kevorkian himself administered a lethal injection. This part was significant because, as with all of his earlier clients, he had let them complete the process themselves. Yeah. So he had created a machine. It was like a gas mask that you could put on and it would administer like a lethal whatever combination mm. of stuff. Yeah. And he helped you like put it on and get set up and comfortable and stuff, but you had to push the button. Right. Um, but this was the first time that he had done the lethal injection. Yeah. Himself. So during the videotape, Kevorkian dared the authorities to try to convict him or stop him from carrying out mercy killings. Oops. Yeah. But Yuke's family described the lethal injection as humane and not murder. Yeah. I mean, I, not to get too heavy in the chat, but I think we have passed yeah. that just with this is a heavy topic. The things we've talked about yeah. already. I just I think it's wild that, you know, we can sentence timothy mcveigh to death and then not let this guy who is suffering yeah choose you know i mean timothy mcveigh chose state assisted suicide that's true he did too yeah he stopped his appeals so -hmm. that he would die yeah so i mean so that that bad person right was given that freedom yeah it's just i it's funny because i i don't agree with the death penalty yeah me neither because i don't think you know where do you draw the line it's just mm-hmm. like spanking your kid you know like teaching your child yeah that hitting is bad by hitting doesn't make sense doesn't make any sense yeah. and you know it so i don't agree with it but i do think that people should get the right you know to choose their own yeah and i mean i know that there's like some sticky bits about it because mm-hmm. it's like well if you're not if the problem is just that you're not mentally well, you know, and this is something yeah. that maybe we could fix. Yeah. You know, so you got to be of sound mind or whatever. But when you take people like my grandmother, who has very advanced dementia mm-hmm. and does not want to be the way that she is. Yeah. You know, she's she can't take care of herself and mm-hmm. she's not happy, but she is so far she is not in a like state of mind that she is allowed to choose that for herself anymore. Yeah. And so she just has to hang out. Yeah. But like everybody knows that that's not what she wants, you know? Right, like, but you can't. So it's just so, so frustrating. I know. And to have this guy be like, you have to go to jail. And it's like everybody around, you know, like we've got this man's testimony and his whole family being like, yeah, no, don't. this was the good, this was yeah. a good thing. Yeah. This is a mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Put him in jail for that. I know. Yeah. And he had, um, I didn't write everything down, <laughs> just most of it. Yeah. But he had, uh, like, guidelines, like, really strict guidelines that he followed. Yeah. For people to fit the criteria. Yeah. You know, and he ha- actually had somebody else. I can't remember. It was, like, the Center for Medical Mercy. I just made that up. I don't know. But it was, like, <laughs> another group of people that came up with these guidelines. Yeah. And he tried to stick strictly to them. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was just like, yeah, I love to kill people. (laughs) Right. He's like, I'm trying to help people. Yeah. Did get a little cocky, though. Yeah, he shouldn't have. Being like, come get me, coppers. And they were like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, the first time that he got in trouble, I don't think it was this one. I think it was another one. Another case. Um, they They couldn't prosecute him. No, it was this case. At first, they couldn't prosecute him because there wasn't a law against assisted suicide. In yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Um, and so they took away his license to practice. Oh. So actually, 
this case where it was filmed, what they actually charged him with was possession of illegal substances because he didn't have his medical license anymore. He couldn't. Oh. He he wasn't legally allowed to access what he used on that guy. But because of them, that's whack. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm I know. cranky. I know. Anyway, I just thought it was super interesting because we've all heard of Jack Kevorkian, but I never looked too much into it. Yeah, no, me either. We, yeah, everybody's like, well, I know who he is. And then the last interesting thing that I found as far as history of March of 1999 also happened on the same day, March 26th. The Melissa worm attacked the internet. Yeah. It was one of the early mass mailing viruses. Mm -hmm. And it like slowed down the whole internet for a few days, which I was like, I don't think that that's possible anymore. <laughs> so it was, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, that's that the internet was so like still so small that you could just like attack the whole thing at once, basically. Yeah, that it because it overwhelmed like email servers mm -hmm. it slowed down the internet yeah yeah so it targeted microsoft word and outlook based systems and it it infected computers via email the email was titled important message from followed by the current username mm -hmm. like whoever the email was sent from yeah um when you click the message, the email said, here's that document you asked for. Don't show anyone else, winky face. <laughs> and then attached is a Word document titled list.doc containing a list of pornographic sites and accompanying logins for each. Oh, my God. And, and when you click on the link, it mass emails itself to the first 50 people in your user's contact list. And it also, at the same time, disabled multiple safeguard features on Microsoft Word and Outlook. Yeah. So it slowed down email systems due to overloading the servers with emails. So the computer emergency response team. <laughs> what Nerds. A funny title. More like Geek Squad. <laughs> um, but this was a Pentagon Finance Security Service reported that 250 organizations called about the virus, indicating that at least 100,000 workplace computers were infected. Oh, my God. Yeah, an estimated 1 million email accounts were hijacked by the virus. It was able to be contained in a few days, although it did take longer to remove it from the systems that were already infected. Yeah. And at the time, it was the fastest spreading email worm. That's so embarrassing. I know. And I didn't think about, I'd, I'd never thought about this um, because I don't work in an office. Right. So it isn't a thing I think about. Um, one of my clients was telling me that every now and then at the office that she works at, they will get like bait emails mm -hmm. that look kind of like this oh to see if they click on them and, and if then they be click like, on them you fucked up they have to go to a training class yeah. as like a punishment yeah yeah we i don't know if we had that but we did have you know little training segments at whole foods about that you know like yeah. recognizing spam and it's just like, I don't open a single email unless it's from my boss, because otherwise, I don't care what's happening. Yeah, I don't care about all y'all. It's not interesting. Mm -mm. But, I mean, how embarrassing to infect your workplace computer because you were, like, in the middle of your workday being like, ooh, a winky face. Let's right, check yeah. this out. Why is it always porn? That part, it seems like, wasn't really related to the virus. I think it was just, like, nerd, like, you're a stupid idiot. Yeah. Like, just to make you feel bad. Yeah. But, I mean, it, you know, it was, like, a, a list of, like, 
pornographic websites, right. you know? And like, why is it all, why is it never like, hey, would you like some good ice cream recipes? Like, <laughs> I would love, that would get me. I will click that's on that. what, that's the list you got to send to me. It's yeah. like, hey, here's 50 the- weird popsicle recipes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hell, summer's coming up. Hell yeah. Yeah. Click away. Like, I don't, please don't send me, who are you sending me porn? How but you inappropriate. You didn't see the list of porn until you clicked. So all that you saw was like an oh. important message and then a link. And then when you click the link, that's mm. when you see the list. So the list itself wasn't like bait and it didn't really mean anything. Oh, okay. I think it was just like a slap in the face. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's less embarrassing then. I just was imagining that all these people were opening like, they're like, hmm, just quick look over their shoulder. Right. Like, Let me open ah, this just... porn network. Yeah. <laughs> Hope your speakers are turned off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I remember those websites that you would go to. And if your volume was on, it would just start screaming. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people's MySpace profiles. Yeah. I'm glad that doesn't happen anymore. Mm, there yeah. used to be one that we would all send to each other. When you clicked on it, it was just audio. There wasn't any video. But you clicked on it and it took you to a website where it was just like, hey, this guy's looking at porn. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> it was very funny. That's amazing. I know. Anyway, that's all the cool, interesting history of March 1999. That's all that happened. Yep, probably the nothing end. else. Probably not. I was in middle school. Yeah. I think. Fifth grade, sixth grade? Oh, yeah. At 11, I was in the sixth grade. So I, oh, my God, I had the worst teacher. She was so mean. Oh, no. And she was, like, proud of being mean she liked that she was mean to everybody and that she made people cry i was thinking recently the other day just about like the things that we had to do in the three years that i was in the gifted program Mm. and i was like all we did was stress out for so long like we didn't yeah like i said anything we just had more work being in the gifted program felt like a punishment it absolutely was yeah i was we had to do a thing in the fourth grade where we had to invent something mm. that would make our lives easier and i was like i'm nine yeah i when, can't and inv- i can't just invent something that doesn't exist yet just because i read faster than the other kids yeah. doesn't mean that's it i'm an inventor <laughs> i yeah also I'm, what I'm if i do are you gonna take some of the money right <laughs> don't take advantage of me right it's just like we had to like li- it wasn't even just like oh come up with an idea and you know like maybe we had to like physically make a thing oh my god wild that is Absolutely wild. wild. Anyway, it was a miserable time. But it's fine. Yeah, because now it's 2023. Mm-hmm. And we're old. No one has asked me to invent anything in quite some time. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Join us <laughs> next week when we talk about the pop culture of 1999. March 1999, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That was fun. That was it fun. wasn't. We talked about <laughs> Timothy McVeigh and Jack Kevorkian. Yeah. It wasn't. Fun at all. <laughs> it was fun, but it's just like, yeah. whoo, that was heavy. But it was, it was great. Um, well, I had fun. Time and laugh once. <laughs> I hate laughing. <laughs> in the meantime, if you would like to come talk to us, you can on Instagram, replay rewind podcast. Tumblr is also replay rewind podcast. Our email is replay rewind podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to all our other episodes on Stitcher, Spotify, etc just look mm-hmm. on all the major platforms we're probably there so check it out yeah and if you want to give us money and hear bonus content check out our patreon patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast lots of content on there for you to get caught up on and then there'll be new content you know by the time you're done with all that so you know 
We'll send you a sticker in the mail and we will shout your name out on the show. And if I ever get gold teeth, I'll get your name on the back of one of them. Oh. Yeah, what if? What if? (laughs) (laughs) No, wait, no, wait. I will name one of my teeth after you. There you go. If we join, if you join the Patreon. Absolutely. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. In the meantime, (laughs) stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.